You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Nunn, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So... What is happening, everybody? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Oh, man, I can't believe it's already been a week. Um, feels like we did our last episode literally yesterday, but I guess ugh, such is life. Uh, and you know what? Um, I just feel like it's actually a good sign if you feel like the days are going by kind of fast. It's always better for the days to go by fast than slow, in my opinion, means that um, you are like busy with good stuff and you kind of like lose your perception of time and whatnot. So I hope everybody's been uh, doing okay and uh, things are going well at school, work, you know, family, friends, relationships, everything, uh, society, everything. Uh, You know, even though like some things might be out of your control, but I hope that whatever you have in life right now um it is treating you well and um you can actually like take time out of your day well in fact like right now if you can just take that time out of your day to just just be like okay i actually want to list all the things that i'm happy about in my life and that i'm thankful about just list those things and by the end of it, trust me, uh, you, like it's just kind of like raises your vibrations and it is a really good practice to have. Uh, personally, I've been I've been trying to do that a lot, um, especially like in the mornings. I do some meditations before I go off to work and stuff. Um, and I feel like this practice um, has been helping me a lot to um, just start my day the right way and to just like put me in a positive mindset and in, in like a really chill mood before I do anything. And I just feel like the effect of it, I don't know what it is. Um, uh, again, I'm a, okay. Listen, I'm a scientist. Like, I don't know how to explain this. Like to me, everything has to have some sort of a logic behind it. I don't know what the logic or the science, if you will, behind this all is, but it works. Trust me. Um, just just sit back, uh, make a list of all the things you're you're feeling blessed about and you're thankful about. Um, and it, it will automatically brighten up your mood and it will make you feel so grateful. And it's it's amazing. So if you if you don't already do this in your day, I would highly recommend that you um, start doing it because it feels amazing. And um, I don't know how, but you will actually start to uh, see its effects in your lifestyle. And it's it's awesome. I, I've been doing this for a while and I can actually feel its effects um, in my life and my personal life. And uh, I was actually telling a good friend today that I feel like, you know, just just doing stuff like that, like those positive practices, um, it does like help you reach some sort of an equilibrium in life and that you just kind of like look back, you're like, okay, you know, I have this and that good thing in work. I have this and that good thing in my, uh, you know, 
friendships and relationships whatever it is and uh, it just automatically uh, boosts your mood and um, uh, where you're at mentally feeling about those things so it is good and uh, it's good it's awesome uh, so yeah if you can just give that thing a try uh, let me know how, how you feel about it all and if it works for you and whatnot so yeah let us know okay um speaking of being thankful and like just just uh things that i can't really explain so this is really weird um and i guess kind of unrelated to the theme of our show not really kind of related though uh anyways so you guys already know okay i'm just gonna like uh pull a plug right now so y'all already know that tko is on tiktok okay so it's tko underscore underscore excuse me podcast and uh we go by the same handle on instagram so you can follow our instagram you can follow our tiktok um on tiktok your girl right here has been trying really hard to <laughs> make like a lot of like interactive um videos and just things that are i guess like sports educational and also really entertaining you know just things like that uh hey, listen i'm no jake paul or like you know youtuber or like influencer but uh i've been trying a lot and uh, i've been trying to experiment with different concepts uh recently i actually posted a tiktok talking about football um since we already talked about the super bowl last week and um you know everything we talked about surrounding uh the two teams uh going at it so the la rams and the cincinnati bengals and i already told you guys about um like uh, i i have a lot of high expectations from joe burrow who is the quarterback for the Bengals? So I actually, I was just like sitting back one day, uh, or this, <laughs> like this past weekend, the long weekend, and I'm just sitting there, just you know, the the person that I am, just randomly daydreaming about sports and uh, uh, just just having like philosophical sports conversations, like in my head, and I'm like, you know. I'm just kind of like comparing all the goats, the greatest of all times of football against one another. And I was just thinking because when I uh, talked about Joe Burrow last week, uh, a lot of people actually came out and said, okay, why would you even say that, um, you know, he lost the Super Bowl? Of course, right? And based on what reasoning, Janon, do you say that he, like, he still has a bright future? and whatnot and i actually said that he's a young goat which in my opinion he still is so people actually like came out and uh you know i respect everyone's opinion and comments but there were comments like that i was just like you know again the person that i am literally just like subconsciously i i think about sports constitutively uh, which is no surprise should be no surprise to y'all okay but um, I was just thinking about that and I said, OK, you know, just my brain like uh, going through all the goats that I know in football and whatnot. So I'm like, OK, in my opinion, Joe Burrow is a young goat. Who else is a goat? Who who else is an obvious goat in football? Of course, Tom Brady, the legendary Tom Brady. And then I thought to myself, OK, um, oh, I, OK, actually, OK, but I need to backtrack. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making this like so juicy. <laughs> But, um, okay, so I was just so interested in this topic and I genuinely wanted to get everyone's opinion on it. So on our Instagram, I actually had a poll 
asking our listeners, do you think in order to claim GOAT status, does winning or losing actually matter, right? Um, Because in sports in general, there's so many people that we regard as GOATs. So many. Uh, there's actually like different categories of GOATs in sports. Some category is like people who have pristine sports, like professional sports records. Uh, hence why we consider them GOAT goats that way who do i mean by that uh you know people like floyd money mayweather in boxing he's 50 and oh he, he's had no professional losses ever period and he still continues to be the best of all time so that's him okay and in my opinion he's definitely a goat but does again uh what i propose in that poll on instagram does winning or losing like, is that the only thing determining GOAT status? Again, no, not in my opinion. And I actually challenge a lot of people on this because would you not consider someone like Muhammad Ali, rest in peace, a GOAT, right? Would you or would you not? Obviously, when we say the 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 word boxing, the first person actually that comes to mind is Muhammad Ali, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, uh, you know, uh, and across all boxing eras. Who else comes to mind? Mike Tyson. Who else comes to mind? Evander Holyfield. Okay, so these are all noticeable, like notable goats, in my opinion, at least when we're talking about boxing. What's something that all those people have in common? Okay, yeah, like they've had their ups and downs in their professional career. They've had a lot of wins. They've had notable wins. They've had horrible losses too, but what distinguished those people, um, you know, between them and their, I guess, peers, uh, in, in those eras was that they, when they lost, they actually knew how to get back up. They knew how to, uh, work hard again, get back into training camp, do whatever's necessary to improve, and then get back in there, get back in the ring and win fights. But no, they did not have pristine professional records. Another example that comes to my mind is George St. Pierre from MMA, Canada's very own. Uh, everybody loves him here, right? Why do people love uh, GSP? Because, yeah, like he, he was a great champion, but he did have losses. Yes, he had losses. He was actually knocked out cold by Matt Sarah in one of his fights. And the fight that he lost his welterweight championship belts. Did people stop considering him a GOAT? No, because he, yeah, he had to take some time off. He came back again and then he reclaimed that title. He retired and then he came back. And then like, it's just like, it's, it's a journey. Okay. Like we can't just look at it like a linear thing. Um, everybody has their ups and downs, um, specifically also if we're talking about sports. And so in my personal opinion, goat status isn't determined by, uh, wins or losses. It's actually, I think it's something that we should consider more holistically. So going back to that whole uh, Joe Burrow thing, um, I, the TikTok that I made, uh, damn, I just realized that we're going down this really big rabbit hole, but okay, I'll try to wrap it up as, as soon as I can. But yeah, speaking of Joe Burrow and uh, me saying that he's a young goat, 
I still defend that. And I defended that by making that TikTok that I did for TKO, comparing him with Tom Brady, because Tom Brady, too. Yeah, we we definitely consider him a GOAT. Did he um, always win? No. Uh, yeah, he has like seven Super Bowl uh, rings. He has more Super Bowl rings than any other franchise in the NFL. But let me tell you something about Tom Brady. When he just started out professional football, um, he was actually drafted number 199 in the 2000 NFL drafts, which is not the best. And uh, even if you look at his professional football career, he ne- he doesn't he didn't always win Super Bowls. Um, he didn't always win matches. Even like for the past season when he was still playing with the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he actually lost. They they couldn't get to the Super Bowl. They lost against um, uh, I believe it was the Rams. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they lost. They lost, and it was it was rough. But did we stop consider? Did we stop considering Tom Brady as the greatest of all time? No, because we have to, at the end of the day, we have to look at it holistically. And my argument was, okay, yeah, Joe Burrow, he lost the Super Bowl. He was darn close, though. If if uh, we didn't have that last-minute touchdown, literally in the very last minute of the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl, this past Super Bowl, um, the Bengals could have won that Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow, being the 25-year-old uh, quarterback that he is, and the amount of accomplishments that he's had to date... Uh, that tells you something. I just feel like he, that puts them so many more steps ahead of um, anybody else uh, who was his age and at this level in the past. So that's why, in my opinion, he's actually a young goat because he's on the right track. And yeah, he he, he was so darn close. He didn't uh, he couldn't make it happen. But I don't think that that defines that makes him any less actually if that makes sense so yeah in my opinion he yeah obviously he's not there yet like he's not like (laughs) uh we can't really like hand him the goat trophy yet but he's definitely on the road to that status and um i still consider him a young goat anyways so uh to go back to my original story Damn, I I can't. Okay, I love that I like made it so um juicy and technical for this thing that I <laughs> actually wanted to talk about initially. So I said all that because I made a TikTok about that, and uh, I guess going back to 15 minutes ago uh, about what I was saying about being thankful, I was thankful uh, later that I made that TikTok because I was actually able to reconnect with an old friend (laughs) through that TikTok because they liked my TikTok and then I hadn't talked to them in so long. And then I was like, Hey, yo, what's up? You know, like, I can't believe like you're still here, you know, and we're just like talking. We started talking and, um, uh, we just, uh, pick, pick things up right where they were before. And, uh, (laughs) Had it not been that Joe Burrow and Tom Brady TikTok, I feel like that would have never happened. So bottom line, okay, moral of the story. Uh, I'm thankful for a lot of things in life and so should you. Um, uh, Because of everything I said in the past 15 minutes, um, it's a great exercise to just sit down and count your blessings. And uh, trust me, at the end of the day, you'll feel so much happier. 
And number two, moral of the story, um, yes, Joe Burrow is a young goat. And if you want to debate me on this, I'll make another TikTok. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. Okay. Now, uh, let's get into what we have lined up for today's episode. Uh, I cannot believe that I spent half the show talking about all that, but it was well worth it. Um, This goat talk always gets me going. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. But uh, let's talk about some business right here. So this weekend, we're going to be having UFC Fight Night 202, which is going to be between Islam Makachev, okay? Lightweight division's new prodigy, Islam Makachev, who's going to be fighting off against Bobby Green, who actually fought... um, on February uh, the 12th, which was so close, he literally fought on the most recent UFC fight card. But because of his amazing um, performance and the fact that he didn't really get injured, he actually had to come in short notice to fight Islam because Islam was originally supposed to be fighting against Benil Daryush, who you guys already know is one of my personal favorite fighters. I love Benil Daryush, but unfortunately, um, it was announced, I believe, last week or a couple of weeks ago that Benil uh, wasn't feeling really well and uh, he had to pull out of the fight. And now Islam is going to be fighting off against Bobby Green. Okay, so this fight is going to be very, very exciting because islam uh actually well fun fact but i i think if you if you have been catching up with islam's fights uh you probably know that islam is khabib Nurmagomedov's protege and i believe the two might actually be related they might be cousins don't quote me on this but um i've been seeing the two uh, together for years and uh when khabib had fights islam would always be there in his training camps and be his sparring partner the two are almost like brothers but because of khabib's uh seniority in the ufc and in the mma game it just feels like Khabib was always this like big brother to Islam and was always there to mentor him uh, all all this time. And uh, you guys remember that uh, Khabib's father, Mr. Um, Abdul Manab Nurmagomedov, rests in peace uh, because he passed away this past summer because of COVID complications. Um, uh, Khabib's dad uh, was like the the great mentor. Uh, if you will, of the two, and uh, they just uh, trained under him mainly, and he was their main coach, but since his passing, it's been Khabib who's, uh, you know, just taken a step forward, and uh, uh, now he he is now the main leader of his um, crew, and um, he's like that bigger person to rely on when it comes to you know, MMA, MMA talks and his team, right? Uh, Which is great. Like everybody's just looking up to Khabib now. But yeah, so Islam's going to be fighting and it's going to be very exciting, um, especially because uh, we we always know that Islam has something very interesting in his back pocket. And because um, 
actually, I think it, things are going to be even more interesting now that um, Islam isn't going to be fighting off against Benil Daryush because, you know, this whole time, obviously, when you have an opponent given to you, you will just try to, like, uh, adapt your technique and style so that you can um compliment your opponent's style like what you what you are aware of your opponent's style and when someone just i mean it's not his fault obviously i'm not trying to blame him but when someone pulls out of a fight like that it's uh definitely a lot of pressure on you to try to adapt your fighting style to your new opponents um however in this case uh it will be very interesting uh to see what will happen because Bobby Green, like he just fought, I told you guys, he fought on February 12th. But um, he's just a very well-rounded mixed martial artist. He has very good stamina and cardio. Uh, he does tend to uh, favor striking though, which um, which is really interesting. And I think that is something, which it, it is something that is quite different from what uh, Islam's former opponent Benil Daryush would do. Benil comes from a very strong uh, grappling and jiu-jitsu uh, background and I feel like that's what Islam was mainly preparing for but now Islam has to focus on how he could potentially neutralize all the striking, all the offensive striking that's going to be coming towards him in this fight from Bobby Green. And so to tell you a little bit about Islam's uh, fighting style, because uh, he grew up essentially with Khabib and uh, he fights in his team. And because he's from Dagestan, um, we already we're kind of like it is embedded in our brains that um, he, too, comes from a very strong wrestling background and uh, Sambo background. So he's been doing that since his youth. And something to tell you about Dagestani uh, people or men, athletes rather, um, they wrestle with bears. Yeah, so that's that's I'm not I'm not joking. That's a legit thing. Khabib wrestled with bears. There's footage of him all over the Internet when he was younger wrestling with grizzly bears. And so that just shows you how innate wrestling is in uh Dagestani athletes and Islam is no exception here especially because he got that <laughs> immaculate training from Khabib and, uh, and his father right so uh, when we're talking about wrestling uh expertise of Islam Khabib and everybody and their team there's nobody that can possibly possibly beat it okay so uh, that's why this fight is going to be interesting because before Islam thought, okay, like Benil trains jujitsu and grappling, so I can easily just like wrestle with him. I know that I can potentially out wrestle this guy and potentially, uh, you know, take him to the ground and just do my thing, uh, rely on my forte again, being wrestling. That's what he thought, but now things are a little bit, actually, in my opinion, things are going to be a little bit challenging for Islam because, like I told you, um, Bobby Green, he doesn't really uh, like to wrestle a lot, and he does tend to rely on his striking more, even though he is, like I told you, it is uh, he's a very well-rounded MMA fighter. If um, push comes to shove, he, he will uh, know how to, like, 
defend takedowns and uh, what to do if his opponent is in a vulnerable position on the canvas. You'll know what to do to get the job done, okay? But uh, again, wrestling or jiu-jitsu is not his go-to style of fighting. It's, mo- it's mainly striking with him. So that's going to change things a little bit for Islam because Islam now has to figure out, number one, how to stay away from Bobby Green's shots because he, he already knows that he will be in, he will be seeing that coming towards him um, because Bobby doesn't want to get on the ground with Islam uh, alternatively either because he knows what's going to happen if things do uh, things are taken to the canvas. It's not good. It's uh, uh, it, it will start to go downhill for him. If that ever happens, it's going to be a very difficult position for him. So he will try his best to keep this fight standing up. Okay. Uh, but to talk about what Islam needs to do uh, is that for him, he needs to keep Bobby Green on the outside. He cannot let him um, close the range with him. So that his strikes are actually absorbed by him, right? Like you need to keep him on the outside. Uh, but also he needs to keep close enough so that he can shoot for takedowns and uh, can actually get into clinches with him and take him to the ground and then potentially submit him or ground and pound him that way. Right. Um, if he wants to do things the way that he's done them in the past, that's the only way to do it. Um, again, I'm not a professional fighter, but the only way that I see this happening for Islam is for him to be very, very cautious and have his eyes open at all times so that if he sees the slightest opening with Bobby, he'll just make that split second decision to immediately shoot for a takedown when um, Bobby is trying to like oh, like think over what shot he's going to throw towards Islam. And then in that brief second, Islam can shoot for a takedown, take things to the, to the ground and just finish that way. For Bobby Green, <laughs> uh, it's like the yin and yang. So everything that I set for Islam to do, Bobby Green should do the exact opposite. So Bobby needs to hit Islam, but not, not get too close. So... It is like a two two way thing. Uh, Bobby needs to have his strikes uh, be effective in this fight because that's the only way that I see this fight being, uh, you know, things turning into his advantage in this fight. And also another thing that I think would would be in Bobby Green's advantage is that, like I told you, Bobby has a really nice history of winning fights through decision meaning that he has great stamina and um he will do everything necessary to just keep on brawling and to keep strong and uh fight his opponent for as long as he can for the full length of the fight and uh he can also try to try to do that for this fight against islam um so he will need to try he will need to have islam uh stand up with him like do do the striking game with him but also try to just like keep him running around and potentially try to tire him out if he if islam's tired out uh there's it's just less likely for him to shoot for those dangerous takedowns so bobby can potentially win the fight through decision that way 
Okay, so uh, those are the ways that I personally see this fight going. But, um, you know, like I said, it is going to be very interesting because Islam prepared for another opponent. He's out now, but now he has to fight off against Bobby Green, this absolute monster who literally fought last weekend. But he doesn't care because he just wants to keep on fighting. He just has that fighting spirit. Um, he's a phenomenal fighter, and so, you know, when you put the two next to each other, it's just gonna make one hell of a fight, and I'm personally really excited to be watching this fight this upcoming weekend, all right. So next week, uh, I just want to say it is going to be the next pay-per-view UFC event. And we're going to be talking about that in thorough and juicy detail. So stay tuned for that. But I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. You guys make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And you can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.